Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Now, to touch the leper was dangerous medically and religiously. See, lepers were unclean. That's why they couldn't go to the temple. Now, when you touch somebody, a dead body, whatever, those whole rules in Leviticus, you became unclean. So here's Jesus. He's reaching out. What is that a picture of? It's a picture of compassion. We'll see a little bit about dead religion. Jesus was done with dead religion and all the rules and regulations. Jesus' ministry was revolutionary to the Jews because it was one that was based on meeting external as well as internal needs. As his followers, it's important for us to learn not just what he did, but why he did it. Pastor Mark will be showing us that Jesus teaches us to focus on the individual and their need. As we watch Jesus heal the sick, we see that one touch from Dr. Jesus can change your life and your world forever. Of course, as he performed these miracles, his fame spread and there was more demands on his time. But we see that he doesn't alter his routine. He continues to spend lots of time in prayer. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he begins his message, Dr. Jesus is the Solution. Turn to the book of Luke. That's where we're at, chapter 5. I'm sure you've experienced what I'm going to share with you. And many times we've experienced this. You meet a friend out in the street, in the shopping center, at a restaurant or whatever, and you go to shake their hand, and they kind of do this. And what do they say? Uh, Don't get too close to me. I'm sick. How many have had that experience? Exactly. Well, 2,000 years ago, there was a different disease, and you had to warn people because you had this disease, and you warned them with two words. Not don't get close to me. You'll see what the words are. What was that disease I'm talking about? Here's a picture of the disease that Jesus is going to minister to. It's called leprosy. We call it today Hansen's disease. I remember way back in my early pre-pharmacy days in college, we had to study all this. Of course, now we have cures for it. In those days, it was incurable. It was a devastating disease that works on the nerves and eats away fingers and toes and ears and nose. And it's just a horrible disease. Actually, in the Bible, the word leprosy is mentioned more than 40 times. So when God knew that there would be these skin diseases because of sin, not because of God, Because people in those days didn't know anything about sanitary kind of things. They didn't know you could catch this or that or the other. Notice how wise God was. Here, this was in the book of Leviticus. A lot of Leviticus was the rules 
for people to live how they lived. There wasn't really a medical kind of deal in those days. The medical person was God. Here's what it says. Those who suffer from a serious skin disease, leprosy would be one, must tear their clothing and leave their hair uncombed. They must cover their mouth and call out, unclean, unclean, anytime they were near people. Now, when you begin to see that, uh, when they called it out, they couldn't be any closer than six feet from another person. You see what happened when they were diagnosed by the priest that they had this disease, they left their family, they couldn't be in contact with them. They left the community, they couldn't be in contact with them. They would go to a special area, they were isolated. They could not go to the synagogue. So as you begin to see these, uh, you couldn't touch them. These people had never been touched by other people for years. It was horrible. It wasn't just the physical. It was all the rest that went with it. Now we begin in Luke chapter 5, verse 12. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. That's an interesting word. Doesn't mean much to us except in the original language. Remember, the person writing this is Luke. Luke is a physician. Covered means in the original language an advanced case of leprosy. So it wasn't the beginning. It was a disaster in this man's life. And when he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, If you are willing, you can make me clean. This untouchable, humbly man approaches Jesus and asks for the very thing we just sang as our last song, mercy. What is Jesus going to do now? Now, we don't know how the man got close to Jesus. We don't know how he even got in in contact with him whether he kind of just went against the law and went there, we really don't know. But notice what he does know. He knows that Jesus can heal him. The question is, will he heal him? Now, where did he know that being isolated? Well, somehow the talk of Jesus was around. And can I remind you tonight that God still heals today And when you have a healing and God heals you, it's great to use that as a personal testimony because that reaches out to people and gives them hope. That's why that man is there. Because he'd heard that Jesus was healing people of all kinds of diseases. So don't keep it to yourself. When it's guaranteed and it's true healing, use that as a great witness. Now, what was this man really saying I think he would have been saying this to Jesus. If you want to, Lord Jesus, you can heal me so I can go back to my family. I can go back to my friends and I can go back to the church. I know you can. Will you please, Lord? Verse 13. And Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Now, to touch the leper was dangerous medically. 
and religiously. See, lepers were unclean. That's why they couldn't go to the temple. Now, when you touch somebody, a dead body, whatever, those whole rules in Leviticus, you became unclean. So here's Jesus. He's reaching out. What is that a picture of? It's a picture of compassion. We'll see a little bit about dead religion. Jesus was done with dead religion and all the rules and regulations. See, this touch shouted from Jesus to the men and, of course, to the people around who are shocked. They can't believe this. He, he was saying, I'm identifying with your need. I'm willing. Be cleaned. Be healed. So what does that say to us? Remember, we're doing the book of Luke to learn what it's like to walk with Jesus every day. Now, the disciples were watching this, but we're disciples of Christ. What do we learn? First thing to write down is this. Jesus teaches us to focus on the individual and their need. All the focus went to this one man. That's a great thing for you and I. Jesus didn't bypass him like in the Good Samaritan, too busy, too busy with religion going right on by. No, he stopped. The man asked for help. Jesus focuses right on him. Can I thank you tonight for caring for the needs of individuals? That's what the church is about. We focus on meeting the needs of hurting people. Now, we do that in a lot of ways. If you're visiting and some of you maybe are new to the church, we have hundreds and hundreds of small groups. Why do we do that? To get you into a group that's small enough that people can know you and know your needs. See, we all have needs, every single one of us, and that's a way to do that. Second, we have prayer partners up front at all of our services every weekend except communion because we do a different time at communion. But up front, there are prayer people here to pray for you. They're just like you. They're just people that love to touch people and pray for people. Here's one other thing. You need to know that the pastors here love people. Could I hear an amen? Do you know your pastors love people? Your pastors do. I don't really care for you, but the pastors here really do love people. That's why I stay this far away from you. <laughs> no. I'm always out here right, on Saturday nights doing what? Shaking hands and saying hi to you. Exactly. No, we love people. So you can stop any of the pastors, any of the elders, anytime, anytime. You see them walking around and say, can I interrupt you for a moment? And as soon as they're done talking with somebody, absolutely. I wait here until every person's need is done. We were at the Marriage seminar this weekend. By the way, wasn't it an incredible marriage seminar? Unbelievable. And uh, so many people came up to me and said, Pastor Mark, I never got to shake your hand. I've been coming here seven years. Another one, I've been coming here for five years. I said, where you been? Come on down. I'm right here. So we're here for you. Jesus is our role model. We don't hide. I don't leave right after the service. We're here to touch people's needs. Can I hear an amen? That's why we're here. So thank you for doing the very same thing. Now, notice again, he reached, look at verse 13. He reached out his hand and he touched the man. You can hear the crowd going, oh, I am willing, he said, be clean. And now watch this. And immediately the leprosy left him. That's called supernatural. That's not a two doses of medicine, call me in the morning. That's supernatural. Now, understand the leper had been lonely, hopeless, helpless. But Jesus touched him, and instantly, supernaturally, he was totally healed. 
I want you to write this down, and you have to understand this happened to you and me, and it's the will of God for every single person. One touch from Dr. Jesus can change your life and your world forever. It doesn't matter where you're at. So as we're in Nepal, as we're in our mission trips all across the world, what are we representing? Jesus. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He still heals. He still saves. He was willing. That's why he came. He loved to touch people. Now, look at verse 14. And Jesus ordered him, don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Again, Leviticus is filled with this. The priest in those days would be like, if you've been out sick from work, you got to get from your doctor, what? An okay to go back to work. Well, this is the way it worked here. Jesus didn't want, and you say, well, Pastor Mark, why is he said, don't tell anybody? Well, here's the key. Jesus knew that the crowd would come, and we see this in a lot of ways because we're selfish people. They would come only for what? The healing. After the healing, thanks a lot. You know, we used to hear this when we had a lot of wars going on. People say, military people, overseas, God, you just get me out of this foxhole, baby, and I'll serve you the rest of the day of my life. They got out of the foxhole, and where they go? They never go back to church again. So Jesus said, no, I love to heal people, but my real healing is spiritual. I want to get them saved as well. He didn't want to have just people coming to be healed. He did that. But he wanted the spiritual aspect because the real you and me is spiritual. Now, notice, notice what's happening here. Jesus says to the man, okay, you must go to the priest. And the law says, here's what you need to do. And show him he has to agree that you've been supernaturally healed. Do these sacrifices that you need to do. Then you can be restored to your family, to the community, and you can come back to church. Now, verse 15, yet the news about him spread all the more. Now, it may not have been the man. If you were there, there was maybe 100 people there, let's say, and they watched this man come. You know, as he's coming into them, what are they doing? They're like, backing up, baby. They're out of the way. And as, all, as he's totally clean, you think they went home and say, how was your day? No, nothing much happened. No, they just went, here it went. In our day, the texting thing would have been crazy right there. Facebook, it about that afternoon. Here it is. So that's what happened. Look at the verse again. Yet the news about him spread all the more so that the crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. Now look at verse 16. Key verse, and you'll see why in a moment. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and he prayed. I want you to look at me and understand what you just see happening here. Popularity often drove Jesus to prayer. Now, why? Remember, he was a man. He had never sinned. But he knew the danger of what? Pride. You see, here's what you understand with prayer. You say, well, I'm not that like, nobody knows who I am or whatever. Yeah, but the reason we don't pray as often as we should and the way we should, why? Why? Because I think I can handle it myself. What is that? Pride. So write this down tonight. Prayer is dependence on God, and it defeats our pride. 
it humbles us. God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. So we see Luke is always talking about Jesus in prayer. And you're going to see it wasn't just to get away from the crowd and hear God speak to him, but you're going to see in a moment the result of the prayer. Now, we move to another situation. This could have been in Peter's hometown again, Capernaum. We don't really know, but verse 17. One day Jesus was teaching. Let me just stop there for a moment very quickly. Notice what Jesus was always doing. What was he doing? Always teaching. What am I doing? Always teaching. Well, where do we get that role model? Hello from Jesus. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why we teach the word of God. All of our pastors understand that principle. We get it from Jesus. Now, one day when Jesus was preaching, teaching, and the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you know, that's the religious people. Now watch what they were doing. They were sitting there. And they had come from every village of Galilee. They were already in Galilee. That's where Jesus is. From Judea and Jerusalem. And so they've come way from up north, all the way down. They walk, you know, 70 miles from that area, maybe even a little more. And notice this next word. And the, say it with me, the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. So Jesus was the talk of the town. People came from everywhere to hear him teach, even this religious group from the synagogue the temple up in Jerusalem. Now, why was the power of the Lord with Jesus to heal? Why does Luke mention this? You, I already gave you the answer. Look back at verse 16. What did Jesus do when he got alone? What did he do? He prayed. Do you get it? You see, Jesus got alone with God in prayer, prayed, and where did the power come from? The prayer. He was filled with the Spirit of God. Notice I read something to you, and I want you to see that. The book of Mark tells us that the house was jammed. People could not get in the house where Jesus was teaching. It was jammed. But where, look at the verse again. Look right here, and so you'll, you'll see it. Notice what you see there. It says, the teachers and the Pharisees of the law were sitting there. Now, where are they? Everything's happening, and what are they doing? They're sitting on the sidelines. Now, are they there for the right reason? No, they're not. They're skeptics. They're bored. They want to hear about this. They want to see it. Everybody else is active. They're going to be all in. You're going to see a huge contrast between the dead religious people and four guys that got it together. I'll have an application for that, maybe for us as we move through. Now, look at verse 18. Some men, we know it was four, came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. See, here's four friends. They're bringing their friend who is desperate, helpless, can't get to Jesus. So they're going to go. Are they sitting on the sideline or are they involved? No, they're involved. They're not sitting on the sideline. They're involved. And when they could not find a way, verse 19, 
to do this because of the crowd. They went up on the roof. Up on the roof. They were singing that song when they went up there. And they lowered him on the mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. See, this man was desperate, but he had four friends. Can I say it that way? Four friends that decided to be change agents and bring him to someone they knew that could change him. They were going to get this man to Jesus. Now, after carrying him through the dusty streets, it would have been hard enough by themselves. You know, they don't have a go-kart. They don't have any. They're just hand-carrying this man. They discover there's no way to get him in the front door. Now, the, they, as they saw the crowd, they, they could have come, and, and they could have said basic like this as they walked through there. Well, it was a good idea, John, but we ain't getting in there. Those people aren't moving for us. There's no way we're getting in there. Well, let's just go home. Maybe another day. We'll try. So you see, sometimes, and you're going to see in a moment, Satan puts all kinds of, well, diversions, distractions, discouragements in front of us. And if we're not careful, we just give up and go home. Now watch what these guys do. They go up on the roof. And they changed the roof structure. Pretty cool, huh? Well, not if you're the homeowner. He's probably praying, well, say, what's happening to my roof up here? So they changed the whole roof to get to the man. And the man is going to be let down in front of Jesus. Watch what happens. Can you just picture that tonight? We're sitting here. I'm Jesus. I know it's a stretch. It's a really stretch. But I'm teaching, and pretty soon you hear this, wah, 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 wah. turn your cell phones off. Didn't I tell you turn your cell phones oh, off? ain't the cell phones. It's the roof. And here comes the man right in front of Jesus. Now, you can imagine what's happening while all of that's going on, can't you? All the structure, all the kind of things, all the excitement. What is Jesus? How in the world is he going to handle that? What, what's happened? Why did those guys do that? Well, First John tells us why. Let me just read a verse to you. You'll understand it. 1 John 4, verse 7 and 8 says this, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God, and anyone who loves is a child of God, and he knows God. See, love is a noun. It's filled with emotion. We were at a great wedding today, and you could see the emotion and, and the noun and the love. It was just a, a wonderful thing, deep affection. But we've learned as we went through 1 John, love is way more than a noun. If you haven't been here, I want you to write this down. Love is also a verb. It's putting love, the emotion, into what? Action. Thanks, Pastor Mark, for reminding us of the wonderful possibilities having a personal relationship with God through Jesus offers. Being able to be in a community of people that have been transformed by the Holy Spirit just like we have been, it's amazing. Growing deeper in our walk with Jesus opens us up to a life we scarcely could have imagined. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
there's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Now that we have discovered, or maybe have been reminded, that there's nothing better than doing everyday life with God, we can spend a little time meditating on that truth. In his next teaching, Pastor Mark will be continuing in Luke chapter 5 and the ministry of Jesus to the cities of the region of Capernaum, focusing on all of the healing that he performed through the power of the Holy Spirit. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballner of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.